So yeah, one of the stories that we, I think, as a performance company, say quite a lot is that um, we didn't really think of ourselves as Eastern European until we had the experience of of living in the UK, and that's when both Dana and I, me from Serbia and Dana from Romania, started realizing that completely separate from our national identities. Uh, people were referring to us in our everyday London lives as, as Eastern European. Uh, when we came to the UK, we both came to London to do an MA at Goldsmiths. And after we graduated, we started talking about working together. And one of the things that we were talking about was the topic of what, what would we make work about if we made work about something together. And the thing that we came back to over and over and over again is this bewildering experience of being called Eastern European. So I think it really, the urge, um, as you call it, really came from personal experiences and from the fact that two different people from different countries had the same same experience and that it made the same impression on us, I would say, um, this experience. And so we started, we started exploring this idea of being Eastern European, um, what that meant, and I think it's important to say that while our work did come from personal experiences, we don't really think about it in any way and we wouldn't cl- classify it as autobiographic. So we were never really interested so much in presenting and devising work around our particular experience of being Eastern European as much as we did think about, or wanted to think about what what this identity of being Eastern European means. And so the first piece we we made, which you mentioned, was called, East, was called Eastern Europeans for Dummies, and that was a piece in which we were literally um, two exhibits, two Eastern European exhibits uh, on stage. That was, At that time we did uh, most of our work was performative and studio-based, and uh, there was an audio track in the background, which we imagined as a David Attenborough-like. Uh, audio narration explaining who these Eastern Europeans are. So I think it really started from quite literally on stage in a studio, exploring and showing to our audiences both what we found were stereotypes and prejudice attached to this idea of being called Eastern European constantly, um, and also from the very get-go starting to uh, explore the ridiculousness of, of this tagline and this stereotype. And then I think that just kind of naturally progressed as life in this country progressed because we um, we moved here in 2009, at the very end of 2009, so we got the last bit of the Labour government um, and the really the aftermath of the financial crisis and the whole of austerity and with it we got this r- um, rise in anti-immigrant sentiment that cultivated in the EU referendum and a lot of it was throughout those years directed Uh, towards Eastern Europeans um, and sometimes it was generally Eastern Europeans and sometimes it was quite specific. Um, At the end of 2013 the Romanian and Bulgarian nationals stopped um, having to need work permits uh, to work in the UK. The transitional agreements ended and the whole of 2013 was just filled with abuse hurling at Romanians and, and Bulgarians living in the UK from most media um, in this country, so sometimes those those points were, were quite specific and sometimes it was just a very general increase in anti-immigrant sentiment. So Trigger Morning, which is the other piece that you mentioned, that is kind of a natural culmination um, 
of this exploring of Eastern European identity and that is a piece that consists of fair games, um, of fat games that depict the stereotypes that we've been hearing about ourselves. So you can steal a job, you can scrounge on benefits, you can uh, hurl a pa- um, you can cheat your way to a passport and so on and so forth. And that one was really, I think, maybe a bit of a uh, culmination, or is, not was, a culmination in this mini British series of exploring Eastern Europeanness because it really combined the, uh, the UK uh, culture of fets um, and our approach to using British humour in our work, uh, which is also very UK-based and British-produced uh, stereotyping that we were experiencing. In terms of uh, our practice changing from performance to installation and to participa- participation, which I think is maybe more important or more significant maybe or bigger in terms of decisions, um, I think for me definitely one of the things that happened is that the politics of this country changed completely and I think for us at some point it became it didn't be, it stopped being productive to do something on stage and perform and have this distance between us and the audiences because we started thinking about audiences in a much more political way so we started thinking about who is in our audience how can we get more immigrants to be in the audience because the core audiences of most venues in this country are still white and British how can we get more people from who belong to our demographic to be in the audience? Um, and then what happens when they're there, um, sitting alongside this demographic majority? And that led us to start thinking more about what we want to happen amongst demographic groups that very rarely talk to each other about immigration, because immigrants usually talk to each other. We usually talk to each other about it. And then I, pre- I don't know, I presume British people also talk to each other about it, maybe don't talk about it at all. So I think this decision to stop for the moment doing classic kind of end-on work mostly came from thinking about audiences uh, and wanting to somehow politically um, or in an engaged way uh, think about how we how we position ourselves towards our audiences and how we position them in, towards themselves.